Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends, the spin-off podcast from Loose Units, the podcast where Dad and I talk through stuff to keep you sane during this very, very stressful time. I know the quarantine is sort of easing, but we think we might just keep doing this anyway. Paul, Dad, yes. you know how you just said to keep you sane? Yeah. It hasn't helped me. No, I think we are all aware of that. And it also hasn't helped. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Usain Bolt. I think he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just thought I'd throw a, a bit of a pun in. Sorry, I, sh- I, sh- I should have run with that. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Very <laughs> good, Paul. Christ. Yeah, it's all right. Well, look, obviously we are nearing the end of the Fire Brigade season and people have been sending in heaps of really great questions. Would you like to just sort of fang through a bunch of listener questions? So I've got a question here from Timmy Richmond and Timmy says... I'd like to hear any stories John has of booby-trapped drug or otherwise illegal houses. I have heard some horror stories, but have not come across it myself on the job, thankfully. Timmy. Amazing. Well, what about that amazing situation? I Did we ever touch on... Yeah, I'm sure we did about the arsonists, particularly yes, in America. We did. we did. Oh, is this with the fridge in front of the door? No, no, no. Um, they dig a massive hole at the entrance to any building. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we have, we have done that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about the only example I can think of. You never encountered any booby traps during your time as a police officer either? Booby trap. That can be taken another way, Paul. You think a big tit swinging into your face and knocking you out of a building qualifies as a booby trap? Is I that do. what you're trying to, yeah. trying to imply? Yep. That's the only booby tra- that I can think of. Right. Sorry. You're, the imagination is firing this morning, clearly. Hang on, Paul, I, I just can't make stuff up. I need, you know, I only deal in the facts. I've got a question here from Sherry Schroeder. Were you ever surprised while fighting a fire of someone inside that wasn't even aware there was a fire? Just curious for the perspective of a firefighter, as I once in my teens woke up to firefighters in my room and I think I startled them more than they did me. Sherry. I went to a nursing home in Manly uh, many years ago and this uh, apartment, the sweet, sweet dear lady had left her toast on, Yep. which doesn't sound that serious, mm. but they didn't have a smoke detector. And it filled her room completely with acrid black smoke. Mm. And it probably turned the two pieces of toast. It increased their carbon content to the point that if Superman had been around, he could have grabbed those two pieces of toast. He could have put them in his hands Uh and crushed them. And with his supersonic strength, he would have turned them into, guess what? What? Diamonds. Did you know that diamonds are basically carbon-based? Yeah, if you compress coal, it turns into a diamond. Yeah, and I mean, that's her toast 
looked like coal, hence the analogy of being able to crush it in and turn it into two diamonds. Sure, sure. I guess um, if you're a baker <clears throat> and you wanted... <clears throat> did my voice just go funny then? And you wanted... <laughs> <laughs> um, this is doubtfire. Oh, God. If you were a baker and you wanted... Um, the thing is, Paul, that if Superman had been there, I mean, my point being that, oh, fuck, what is my point? Um, <laughs> I'm just, suffice to say that there was a lot of smoke in the place. Now, we uh, we basically had to kick the door in. Uh. And this sweet, sweet old lady, can you guess where she was? If the door had been burnt to, to charcoal and you kicked it hard enough, would that mean diamonds would explode into the room? No. You could compress the... You're being silly now, Paul. That's silly. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> But the poor thing is, the poor thing, the sad thing is that we broke into this apartment. We, we, we had our fully encapsulated, I mean, we were kitted up with, with uh, our air tanks, mm. our cabers, our breathing apparatus. And uh, we went in with a charge line, which is a line of hose that's, you know, pumped up but ready to go, but yeah. not, not leaking, not, you know, not dripping everywhere. And uh, called a charge line. We've gone in and the, the terribly sad thing about this particular story is that she was in the shower, and we had to go into the bathroom. So can you imagine the look on her face? She's in the shower. Uh, can you imagine the look on our faces? Because it was pretty scary. Right. We were scared. She was scared. And she sees these two massive shapes. Um, with uh, Basically, we looked like frogmen, or for, for those not old enough to know what a frogman is, it's a term used to describe a scuba diver probably in the 1940s. So not a man... Cross with a frog, Cronenberg no, no, style. No. Okay. They used to call divers frogmen. Yeah, and we're standing there, and she's she's screaming. She was completely oblivious. So she's just gone in. She's woken up, <clears throat> put a toast on, probably mm. forgotten about the toast. Gone in, thought I'll have a shower, daily ritual, having a really nice. I assume she's having a nice shower because most people. I mean, I like showers. Most people. I mean, do you like showers? I mean, sometimes there's little avenues of conversation you can and cannot go down, and you just picked a really odd one. Um, do I like showers? Yeah, I love showers. No, I'm I've just saying. I'm just assuming that everyone I, likes, most people like showers. I'm going to take you down a cul-de-sac within a cul-de-sac. Um, do you wash your legs in the shower? <laughs> you don't, do you? Oh, well, God. When was the last time you washed your legs in the Paul, shower? Paul, that's a very personal question. Just answer the question. Um, wow. Be honest. Okay, well, look, occasionally I actually think about it and do. Do you? Yep. I don't, think, I don't, know, if you, I don't know if most people wash their legs. I'm sure women do because women are great, but I don't think most men actually bother with bending down in the shower. <clears> I think they will wash basically to the penis and then up, but they don't wash anything below that. Paul, Paul, I, um, <laughs> Paul, newsflash. Yeah. I actually do a yoga pose in the, in the shower. Sure. No, I do. Every time I have a shower. I don't know if you do. No, no. I actually do a yoga pose in the shower. Right. The upright cobra. It's Would you like to know what it is? What? I bend down. Not only do I touch my toes with my legs perfectly straight, but I stand on my hands. So I put my hands underneath my heels and I do that every time I have a shower. You've got to be careful to keep everything closed, otherwise you'll fill it with water. And- <laughs> Paul, the imagery uh, of me washing my legs, that's pretty cool. Well, listen. Uh, but that- of you 
Yeah. Mm, can't go well, there, sorry. I've just noticed that there's certain things that, um, typically speaking, some men do. For mm. example, I saw this happening in public toilets a lot. I would see men at the tap and they'd be looking at themselves in the mirror and they turn the tap on for a few seconds and then turn it off and don't wash their hands. And my theory was that they were doing that so that if anyone was outside or nearby and listening, it would sound like they'd washed their hands and they didn't want them to realize they hadn't washed their hands. So they went to the effort of turning the tap on and having the sound of running water, like some sort of little mini piece of subterfuge, but they couldn't be bothered to lower their hand the five inches to actually wet the hand. Paul, um, Paul, and, Paul. Yeah. You, you've, you just, it's like we have simpatico. It's uncanny. I, I shot some footage of the ocean today. It's treacherous. I use the toilets and shower area at Queensy every morning. Yep. And it's bloody cold. Like it's actually having a shower on the beach in winter. It's like micro ice cubes are coming out of the shower. Right. And people look at you strangely. They're rugged up in the most extraordinary uh, winter clothing. Mm. And there am I in my Reg Grundies just standing there under the cold shower. And when it's so cold and unbearable that I can no longer stand it, do you know what I do? I I give myself another dose under the shower. Right. Why am I telling you all this? Because anecdotally, and I thought about it this morning and I'm beyond excited that you've mentioned it, it's so weird you mentioned it, the thing about washing your hands, because I wanted to make reference to this particular point on this podcast today and I'd completely forgotten about it until you mentioned it. Because I'm showering in a public um, sort of shower area at a surf club, Mm. public arena, so to speak, Mm. I have witnessed over the years, obviously, thousands of people come in and go to the toilet. I mean, I haven't witnessed them... (laughs) Like I haven't actually witnessed them go to the toilet. Are you hiding in the walls and watching? Is no, that no, that's happening? weird. But I'm I'm acutely aware of people going to the toilet, and then, and and here's the point that I'm coming to. Believe it or not. Oh, good. It's about the incredibly small number of people that don't wash. Oh shit! That do wash their hands, and the majority of people don't. And it's just it beggars belief in this particular climate of the uh, COVID nineteen. Mm. But. My father was incredibly particular about us washing our hands. And even when I'd go back to my parents' house as an adult and I would use, and this is like going deep into my bizarre psyche, and this is something I've never, ever said before. So Mm. what I'm about to say, you will never have heard. And Christine and no one's ever heard this. But I have even been known to pick up the bar of soap and wet it and put it back so that the next person that came in, i.e. my dad, would think I'd washed my hands. <laughs> I mean, that is totally fucked. It's crazy. It's bizarre and weird. And it comes back to your very succinct, succinct point. The trouble we go to is far more involved... Than just doing the And the actual process of washing your hands. So I'm putting it out there. I'm letting the public know that I have actually on occasions wet the bar of soap to create the illusion for the next person that I washed my hands. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I think uh, this whole series of weird tangents after tangents has actually proven how easily we get distracted. And I think that's part of the charm of the show. But to that point, we have had multiple listeners asking you to finish a tangent that never got finished. Now, at one point, Dad, you were describing uh, how to chains, how to like chainsaw limbs off a tree uh, whilst up a tree and mm. Anna Kay most recently asked how do you chain start a chainsaw up a tree now uh, you never finished explaining that on the show oh okay cool and, and people really want you to finish that alright to all the listeners that have said that I don't finish a story I mean you're right I mean that's my life of untold stories not untold as in having never told them <laughs> I think we should get to the chainsaw sorry okay so it's pretty basic but you know Paul, if I may digress for no, just a second. Just, no, no, just, hear me out. <laughs> Paul, what I'd like to say before I finish the chainsaw story is that if I was just to get on every week and just tell the facts and only the facts, they'd be very short, punchy, succinct podcasts that would go for maybe three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's that defeats the purpose because 98%, I think, of, of the, I won't say fun, although I'd derive immense pleasure from these podcasts 
is um, is storytelling, and storytelling is a um, I don't know what the cavemen would have done when they could only just well they I I understand they could communicate at a very basic level. Um, perhaps their humour was more subtle. What are you talking about? I'm talking about language. You're talking like you sound like Abe Simpson off on a rant. <laughs> Tell us how to start a fucking chainsaw up a tree. <laughs> you know that you don't necessarily have to be up a tree to start it. Well, if you're if you're not up a tree, <laughs> God. The chainsaw was invented it. in 1843 by Benjamin Chainsaw. Why don't you start at the beginning? Um, you just. I mean, everyone knows how to start a chainsaw on the ground. You just have, well, it's a two-handed operation. Um, you have the, the chainsaw in either your left or right hand, and with the other, you you you, you pull the, the cord. Mm-hmm. And if it's uh, if it's in good working condition and been serviced, it should start relatively quickly. Right. And if you in a few like starting a, a motor mower in the olden days, sure. um, but if you're up a tree, you can only use one hand. So you hold, and this is the fun bit. You hold the the cord, which has got sort of a, a little knobby thing on the end, which you put in between your, your fingers and hold it, and you literally use gravity and you sort of throw the whole chainsaw down towards terra firma, but you maintain grip on the cord. And what do you think that does? It starts the chainsaw. Mm. I mean, you can see that happening, can't you? The uh, problem yeah. then is that you can have what's called a kickback. Or a throwback, and there'll probably be someone out there that'll c- correct or you know advise as to which it is. Hopefully, it's one of those where it can actually then come back at you in a very sort of spontaneous and um, I won't say aggressive because a, an inanimate object is incapable of that, you know, that human condition of aggression. Sure. Um, and uh, it can come back and 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 hit you, and and do other and do damage. But that, but it's a fe- very clever technique. So you're basically starting it with one with one arm. How good's that? And now we know. Hmm. And now we know. But wasn't it a lot more fun? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was definitely fun adjacent. And look, uh, and look, you know, going off on tangents. My my life is one tangent. Yeah, I know. Actually, you can't have one tangent, can you? Because then it's not technically a tangent. Well, I suppose. My 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 life is a um, is a uh, it's just one big cacophony of um, of thoughts that and, and it's good that you're here, Paul. And without you, there would be no podcast. Uh, and you keep me on track to a degree, but you do you do you do cut me some slack. Well, which I, have I really to. appreciate. Yeah, and yeah. and it's fun, and I love going down the rabbit hole. Well, speaking of going down the rabbit hole. I've got another question here. One listener asks for a rundown on the difference between the fire brigade and the police regarding overtime, penalties, broken equipment, uniforms, camaraderie, and leadership, and the personal stresses these things cause for you. My guess is that there will be quite the juxtaposition, and that was from Roland. It feels like about eight questions. Roland, so- Roland, Roland. Uh, you just Were you singing Rawhide? Roland, that is a, it's a group of questions. And I reckon out of those questions, we could probably stretch them out to two podcasts. Sure. It's massive. Mm. So how about we just pick one point? Can you pull out of that one point, Paul, and I'll address it? Yeah, here we go. Um, All right, let's start at the beginning, overtime. Okay, well, in the police force, 
if you put yourself back on duty, in other words, had an arrest off duty, which I occasionally did, I would then claim a minimum of four hours overtime. So even if you did a 15-minute job, if you arrested someone off duty and the police rocked up, you'd get someone to call triple O. I would then go to the nearest police station and fill out all the uh, the paperwork and put in yep. for a minimum of four hours overtime. And that's exciting. Okay. Uh, fire brigade, if you uh, came across a fire and went in and did a bit of stuff, my gut feeling is that you probably wouldn't get paid for it because the fire brigade, from my experience, were pretty tight with the old overtime. Uh, back in the day when I was in the police force overtime, uh, I think I may have mentioned this, but I'll just throw this in very, very quickly. In the police force back in the 80s, if you wanted to get some overtime, this is prior to random breath testing, hmm. at about 30 minutes prior to the end of every shift, you would hop in the patrol car. In my case, it was um, North Sydney. You'd drive up Pacific Highway and you'd be driving for a couple of minutes, and can you guess what you'd see on the road? No. You'd see a drunk driver. Guaranteed 100%. And how did you know it was a drunk driver? Because they were swerving all over the shop. Right. Okay. This is in the days when people really hit the grog hard and they just hopped in their cars and just drove around. So you'd pull the car over, you'd approach the driver, you'd go through your procedure, you'd then arrest them. Mm Mm-hmm. You would make sure their car was safe and you'd take them back to the station and you'd charge them with prescribed concentration of alcohol, PCA, mm-hmm. and you were guaranteed of getting between two and four hours overtime. Oh, okay. Guaranteed. Okay. And that was a technique we used to use to get overtime. But now, if you're... Some, the, the listeners are going to go, fuck, that's, that, that is whatever. But that is a, a reality a stark reality of policing in New South Wales back in the 80s, if you wanted yeah. overtime. I mean, not everyone wanted overtime. So how's that? What about... I've often thought about um, the idea of vigilantes, people kind of, you know, like Batman types going out and kind of trying to fight crime and do stuff like that. But you don't see that with fires, unless I'm very much mistaken. You don't see... Do you see people sort of trying to run around, put out fires without... Um, without the consent of the fire brigade? Um, look, first responders, if you are... Let's say you and Tegan are walking through the the lovely streets of Melbourne and you see a house alight. Yeah. Uh, okay. Imagine, put yourself in the scenario where you hear someone screaming inside. Yep. And you'll say to Tegan or vice versa, one of you is going to phone triple O and it's going to be really stressful. And it's very possible that you're the first people to witness that particular building on fire you know there's someone inside you might see them up against a window like clawing and scratching at the glass and you can just sense that god the only thing we need to do is break the window breaking the window it's a double-edged sword you're going to introduce unlimited oxygen into the fire which will make it just completely freak out Mm. but you will facilitate them being able to get out okay now your first responder and you're going to do something. I mean, can you imagine witnessing all that and just walking past? No, no, no one in the world would do that. Imagine if there was a baby coming back to the flying baby syndrome. Uh, I'm sorry, the a, what? 
well, I just named it off the top of my head, but imagine if there's a baby on the first floor and it's yeah. and the parents, the, the place is on fire and they want to throw the baby to you. And you'd probably give it a go and try and catch it, wouldn't you? Well, if they didn't ask me first and it was flying through the air, absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't tell them to. No, no, no. You'd, no, God, no. But they'd shout out to you, hey, look, would you mind catching our baby? And I mean, the, way you said it, the way you said it made them sound very calm, you know. Well, they'd be screaming. Sure. Unless it was a really big baby, but we don't need to go into that hole because we've done that before, the big baby thing. But, yeah. What is this podcast even? Okay, okay, all right. This has been a really odd episode. I feel like we've learned a little bit more about each other and I hope that the listeners have learned a little bit more about our kind of uh, eccentricities, I guess is a nice way to put it. Paul, I'm really, really excited about the book. I'm, I'm, when am I getting my copy? You're getting it soon. Well, define soon. Uh, like a few days. We're just we're great, literally great. the legal so, department's ironing some right, stuff look, out. But. When it arrives, um, I'm going to get someone to video me opening it, and then I'm going to just pour through it, and I'm I'm going to be just I'm going to be stoked. I'm already getting a hell of a lot of feedback about um, people that have already pre-ordered the book. I think this is going to be beyond exciting, and and I'm I'm just I can't wait, and I think that everyone um, just everyone listening, please go out and 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 get a copy or pre-order. It'll be just. It's going to be exciting beyond belief, and there's something about the, story, the book that we can't talk about. That's even I'm. I mean, I haven't actually seen it, but I'm aware of the concept, and it's um, it's 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 cutting edge, and it's, you're really really uh, it's exciting. And, and Penguin are excited. Penguin are yeah, very excited. I mean, really to give you excited. a second second book, that's you know they're no lightweight publisher, are they? No, it's cra- it's crazy. It's it's really really great, and they're really excited about having the book out. It's out really soon, so make sure you go and pre-order it. If you don't know where you can pre-order it, just just call whatever bookstore you normally go to, or go to Booktopia and look up Electric Blue and pre-order it. We are slowly climbing up the charts thanks to you guys. So please keep it up, and we will see you next week for a brand new episode of Loose Units Hot Stuff coming through. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.